Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. I'm here today with Cade Barrett and Airbnb specialist Kyle Stanley. Today we talk about how Kyle got into the Airbnb industry and how he's grown into a lifelong business and passive income. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Kyle, thanks for coming in, man. I'm excited to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, perfect. For people who don't know you, we'd love for you to just give a little bit of a background on what you do in the market. I know a lot of people have heard of you as an Airbnb guy, but you do a lot more than that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I got started in real estate in uh, officially in 2019, so just a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, started with flipping and um, kind of got the fire lit under me because I just, I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur, been doing entrepreneur type of stuff since I was 24 years old. Um, and just never really found like the right vehicle and didn't have the right help. I uh, was always trying to do it on my own. So I, I owned a business in sports videography. I owned a business um, in, well, didn't own a business, but I was an independent contractor for a health and wellness uh, multi-level marketing company. I, I tried to do like a independent sales deal. I did a lot of different things, um, but none of them ever paid me what I felt like I deserved. Plus it was always, you had to put in the work. Like you were, mm-hmm you have to put in the work with anything, but like you, there was no, to me, light at the end of the tunnel of passive income. And, um, it was real estate when I went to a, it was a fortune builders deal. If you haven't heard of them, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole education system in January of 2019. And I was like, this is it. This is exactly like I've been work. I've been giving a hundred thousand dollar effort and getting paid twenty thousand dollars a year and with this i can give a hundred thousand dollar effort and get paid a million dollars a year like that's what i saw right and and so for me i was in right away i got into flipping right away got my first deal under contract uh within about six weeks after um leaving there it was just an mls deal i just wanted to get i I wanted to get some experience i knew it was a safe deal i wasn't going to make very much but it worked made a few bucks and from there it just kind of took off and um, flipping Airbnb. I've done one wholesale deal. Uh, but yeah, Airbnb is definitely like my main focus. Dude, that's awesome. So what made you want to do the jump into Airbnb? I know everybody's kind of heard Airbnb. They know kind of how it works, but I mean, you're the number one Airbnb guy, at least we know in town. So (laughs) how'd you jump into that? Yeah. You know, I had been doing Airbnb as a house hacking form in since 2015 in Arizona. So I bought my first house in Arizona and I was like, oh wow, um, that was a lot more money up front than I would thought it was gonna be. Um, and this mortgage is kind of intimidating. Maybe I bought a house too soon. What can I do to offset the cost? So I got a couple roommates, but there was still a fourth bedroom that was open. And I was like, what can I do with that? And a buddy of mine told me about Airbnb and it, it was literally, this was his exact words. Um, you let strangers stay in one of your rooms and they pay you. And I was like, that sounds sketchy as <laughs> F. And I was like, but, at the same time, like, what do I have to lose? And he told me, yeah, I've made $7,000 in five months for just another wow. bedroom in my apartment over in Vegas. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in. So you were in Arizona? I was in Arizona. He was in Vegas. I decided to give this a shot. And I can say since jumping into Airbnb just as a house hacking method, anyone can do this. And it, it's helped pay for my mortgage every single year. So I, I haven't paid a dollar of my mortgage since 2015. Wow. And, and now that's a combination of both roommates and um, Airbnb, but it's powerful. And so then when I got into real estate, I was like, I guess I kind of have been doing air real estate in a, in a form because I 
I've been doing this house hacking thing with Airbnb and I just got curious. So I go out of town a lot. One weekend I decided, Hey, let's go ahead and try to like list my entire place in Fresno just for a weekend. And usually when I just would do a room in Fresno, I'd make like 39 to 40 bucks a night. Mm -hmm. I listed my entire house, locked my stuff away and three nights in a row got booked at $119 a night. And plus a cleaning fee, I made 450 bucks in one weekend with me being away. I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, what have I been missing out on? So four years basically under the rug, not knowing that an entire house would rent out like that. I look back at that. I'm like, what if I would have just educated myself and like started to research that back in 2015 and learned that like, wow, I could blow this thing up. But anyway, long story short, that kind of like catapulted me into getting a mentor, taking a course, learning how Airbnb can be done. And my best month in Airbnb for the first four years was about $1,200. And that was during spring training in Arizona. Then five months later, I grossed $15,500. And wow. that was with about six properties. And so today we have, by the end of August, we'll have 18 properties, um, 18 different listings on Airbnb, which takes up roughly about six to 7% of the Fresno market. <laughs> so, wow. so all those are in Fresno? Yeah, Fresno or Clovis. And um, we're expecting by the end of the year, gross-wise on a monthly basis, to be close to about forty-five dollars to $50,000 a month. That's very impressive. Again, gross. So it's not net. But so you're, you personally, uh, are you partnered with some of these on some of these properties? Are these hundred percent yours? Great question. Um, so there's three different ways you can get into Airbnb and I am always suggesting be a part of all three, um, because that's where my portfolio is at. So yes, we own some of them and some of them have multiple, you know, units on the property. So, you know, when I say 18, that's not 18 different properties, right? Like the one that I live on, um, is three different listings. And I Airbnb two of them. And then when I go out of town, I all Airbnb my place on the weekends or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I own, and then another method would be, uh, it's a fancy term rental arbitrage where it's becoming really, really popular in Airbnb. It was extremely popular before this whole COVID stuff hit. And I think it kind of like slowed down a little bit, but basically you go to a landlord, you say, Hey, I want to rent out your place, but I want to sublease it on Airbnb. Here's all the reasons why you should rent to me instead of a long-term tenant. Mm -hmm. And um, basically just getting permission from the landlord to sublease it, you keep the difference. So if I gross $3,000 at a place, rent cost me 1200, then I'm keeping the rest of the 1800 minus some expenses. Gotcha. Um, and then lastly is just managing. And that's the way that I like to get into it right now because I've developed a little bit of a reputation with people that like, hey, this guy knows what he's doing and I can manage someone's property. They pay for everything. They pay for the property, they pay for the furnishing, they pay for the amenities and I'll gross anywhere between 17 to 20% of the um, gross income um, right back in my pocket just for taking care of communication, taking care of the setup and just basically like making it completely passive for them. Wow. Yeah. So That's you, awesome. So have you learned by trial and error through all this stuff? Or have you had somebody kind of like a men mentor figure helping you through all this? Or no, has yeah. it been for you? It's, it, I, first four years were trial and error. Um, and I would not suggest that to anyone. I did the math on this, Cade. So if I had actually, from the beginning, got a mentor, took a course, educated myself, did any of that stuff, um, even if it's just simple as YouTube, um, I would have made at least thousand dollars per month on each of those properties net for four years on just one property I would have made an extra seventy five thousand dollars over four years 
And I wouldn't if I if I saw the proof of the concept, there's no way I would have stopped at one property. I would have been at by this point 30, 40, 50 properties and now yeah. you're talking about millions of dollars, right? So mm. I because because I was too stubborn to not get any help for the first four years, I essentially left millions of dollars on the table. And so that's why I'm really passionate about teaching this to other people too now is because it's like, hey, this can accelerate you. If you're looking to get an Airbnb, I get so many people that say like, oh yeah, um, it's pretty simple. You just get a house and you list it. And then they're calling me like two months later and they're like, dude, how do you do the cleaning turnover? How do you manage all of this communication? Uh, like someone keeps on, people keep destroying my house. Like how in the world are you dealing with all that? And I'm like, yeah, you should have like had these things figured out or at least had someone by your side the entire time to like show you the ropes while it's happening. Now you're probably like tons of people have come back to me and been like, yeah, I got out of Airbnb. It just wasn't for me. It was too much work. I'm like, that's because you're doing it the wrong way. And so, yeah, help and mentorship courses. There's lots of stuff out there that I definitely suggest. That's awesome. I think that's an opportunity to talk about a lot of stuff there because um, everybody that's come on has mentioned mentorship. Yeah. Um, It sounds like you calculated uh, maybe opportunity lost and you see that if you had started paying somebody or not even paying, but helping somebody Mm -hmm. in that business, maybe there was an opportunity for you to grow. And like you just said, make millions, you know, um, you run now an opportunity for somebody to do that. Is are you still taking on new clients in that world? In, in the education world, mm-hmm. or yeah, absolutely. Education and yeah. helping. You mentioned that you're doing managing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that? How is that progression taken place? Because you started as a novice, mm-hmm. doing it for paying your mortgage, and now you mentioned you've only been quote unquote investing since 2019. Mm-hmm. How how did that progression work? honestly just talking about it like you know because i started a podcast too which right. ironically was called fearless flipping now it's the fearless investor um follow made, him on social media please fearless and kyle YouTube. yeah fearless kyle on instagram fearless investor on uh podcast and youtube but um for me um i just i have a background in sports um sports anchoring i was on tv for a little bit and so like you know i always knew whatever i was passionate about i was probably going to want to share with the world and some sort of video or podcast platform Mm -hmm. and so when i had my first couple deals as a a flipper really that was where the the attention was i was like oh i want to like teach people how to do this and then it was funny because like i had this in our mutual friend jason pritchard talks about this at the meetups having an abundance mindset and I was over here, I had discovered in May 2019 just how powerful Airbnb was. And I was like hiding it. I didn't want to tell anyone because I was worried that like it was going to get saturated. Fresno's not that big. There can't be that many people that want to come to Fresno. So like I'm not going to tell anyone about this. And I just kept hearing Jason say that. And I was like, God, I got to tell people about this, don't I? <laughs> and, right. so, and so when I started talking about it on the podcast – and started talking about it with guys like you and started talking about it at meetup groups, it was crazy. Like it literally does happen the way that people say that it is going to happen when you have an abundance mindset, it comes back tenfold. And everyone was like, everyone and their mom was just like, hey, anytime they heard the word Airbnb, call my friend Kyle. Anytime that someone was searching for Airbnb on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, I mean like people were coming across my stuff. And so it just created opportunities for me to be able to help people, um, either through education or managing. And, um, yeah, I, I like managing properties is to me, like 
I mean, we're adding six in six weeks, you know, wow. like, and that, and each one of those should be cash flowing me at least $600 each. And like for that's powerful. That's and awesome. Plus, plus those people that are having me manage them, they were long-term rental rentals before one, one group of people, they are like, Hey, we've had this property. It's a triplex vacant for three years because two of them are not permitted. And the person next door called the city on us. And so for that reason, we can't get a long-term tenant in there. And I'm like, well, yeah, you need to just Airbnb it then. Right? Like, is there anything against that? And they're like, no, there's nothing against that. So they're going to make after three years of not making any money, they're going to make at least three grand net profit after everything per month. That'll catch them up for a little bit. So, yeah, you know, compared to, um, a, a rental, I yeah. mean, $3,000 a month is unattainable with a single yeah. rental. If they were going to long-term rent that, I don't know what all their expenses, but essentially take whatever you're making with a long-term rental and three to five exit. And that's what you'll be making in Airbnb. So if I'm only making $200 a month with a rental, I should be making at least 600 to $1,000 a month with Airbnb, at least. And I'm being like super conservative with that. Hmm. And is that, is that the biggest reason why you prefer Airbnb over, say, long-term rentals or buy and hold stuff? Yeah. I mean, like Ricky Bobby says, I want to go fast. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a very patient person. Um, yeah. So like when I heard, you know, like our, our good friend, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, like I believe in that, but I don't believe that's for me. Um, I, I just, that's, that's too slow for me. I want to, I want to go, yeah, one rental at a time, but I want to make more than a hundred dollars a rental and that's going to take a little bit more work, right? Like, you know, Michael can put all of his systems into place and, and like have his management company take it over and he knows he's got things rolling. I've got a little bit more work to do to get something set up, but once it's set up and going, I've got my team in place that will help me to really hardly touch my phone. Can you talk us through some of the systems that you've set up to help manage this in a way that you have? I mean, arguably probably the best run, you know, Airbnb in Fresno with the way that you have the homes staged and laid out the, the pricing and the way that you market that, yeah. the marketing pieces themselves, and then the cleanup and customer service. Yeah. I mean, it's just, for me, it's all about the teammates. It's, a, and I call them teammates rather than em employees or independent contractors, because it, we are really working as a team. Like if my interior designer doesn't get her job done and during the deadline in which we give to her, then that puts our first guest in jeopardy of actually checking in on time. Um, if, if she buys really crappy furniture, then we're going to have to like, you know, we're going to get all these bad reviews from people and then we're going to be out of business. And so it's, it's interior designers, it's cleaners, it's repairmen, it's subcontractors. It's having all those things in place so that when we know there's an issue or we know that we've got a new place, it's just an instant, like the team knows what they're doing. They're going, there checking out the property. They know the budget. They know, uh, what we're looking for. They know that like my interior designer knows that we're not going to overdo all this stuff. We're just going to make it look modern and nice. And we're going to stay under X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. And I have an amazing assistant. Um, her name's Danny. She literally is my right hand woman. Um, and everything that happens, I know that I can rely on her to be there and to be at the beck and call. Now, what we're also starting to do, because as we grow rapidly like this, we're also starting to um, implement some VAs um, that we haven't completely got into that yet. But the good thing is that we can run about 20 properties with the team we have now 
once we get over 20, we're going to have to start bringing in VAs that will be able to, you know, take over some of the communication because at the end of the day, uh, Danny's one person, she's a stay at home mom. She can do as much communication as she wants. But at the end of the day, if we have 40 properties and people are literally messaging us every 30 minutes with, Hey, where's the broom or Hey, um, how do we get checked in or yada, 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 because they're not reading instructions, then someone's there to help. But that's yeah. the biggest thing. I mean, just communication wise, like if you have great communication with your guests, this becomes extremely passive. Um, we rarely, rarely, rarely get guests being like, Hey, I can't find how to get inside or, Hey, I can't find the paper towels or anything like that. Cause we have communication on the app that shows them how to check in. And then within the home that answers pretty much all the questions from a house manual to like, uh, signs on doors to basically anything that you need to know, they should be able to find it without having to contact us. Nice. Yeah. So Kyle, for somebody who's listening or, um, for people who may be, you know, doubters or skeptics of Airbnb going, yeah, this all sounds great. But what happens when someone goes in there and trashes your place? What happens then? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty common question. So, um, it's, it's funny cause we've got systems down to where we really don't experience that very often anymore. Um, we know what to look for. We know some of the red flags, uh, when we see guests start to inquire about our place. Um, so we've really been able to eliminate a lot of that. Um, but if it does happen, the good news is that 99% of the time, Airbnb has my back. Um, as long as I have pictures, documentation, um, proof that there was some, you know, foul play at the, the place, then Airbnb will reimburse me. Um, so for example, the first time I ever had to do that, I freaked out, you know, there was a party at the place and you know, my cleaner got there and she's like, there's a broken door. It smells like marijuana. Um, there's like ants all over the, the food and the, the kitchen. And I'm just, I'm, I'm over in New Mexico and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I've never experienced this before. What do I do? And I called Airbnb. They're like, Oh yeah, we got you. Just take pictures, send it to us. And three days later they were reimbursing me exactly what I asked for, which was like 350 bucks. And I actually added in a little bit extra there so I could pay my cleaner a little bit more. And so I've only had one time when I wasn't reimbursed. It was a learning experience. It was my fault. But that's that's this thing too because it ended up being a $1,000 mistake for me. And that's where I'm like, hey, do you want to learn the hard way like me and make a $1,000 mistake? Or do you want to learn right from the beginning so that when this does happen to you, you know what to do and you can learn from my mistakes. That's why I think, again, going back to education and, and having someone by your side helps so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you give us a couple ideas of what maybe some red flags you've noticed and then also your system for helping document? And I think you've told us some stuff before, but if you don't mind just brushing over real quick, kind of how you've managed to eliminate some of these issues. Yeah. Um, Really, it comes down to locals. Um, if I see that they are a local, even if they had have good reviews, I'm asking, why do you need my place? Um, you live here, so what's the purpose? Um, we won't even allow baby showers at our place. It's it's just not, not something that we want to touch um, because you might have great reviews. You might have five-star reviews, and you've been in Airbnbs all across the nation, but your eight girlfriends that are going to come in and, you know, whatever. I don't know what kind of baby shower you're going to have. Some involve alcohol, some don't. And it's like, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. So I don't trust them. Um, so we just have a hard no on gatherings or parties. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's one. And then, um, we also, one little hack here that, um, 
Usually I don't give away, but I like you guys. Right. Yeah. Well, don't feel like you need <laughs> no, to. Uh, no, it's it's it, it really just for the safety too. I think it's important for everyone to know. Um, you have to have some sort of surveillance device on your property. Um, and when we tell people, hey, it looks like you're new to Airbnb, or hey, it looks like you're a local. Make sure you read over the house rules. Um, what's the purpose of your stay? And oh, by the way, we have a surveillance camera at the front door. So if there's any funny business, we're gonna know. Most of the time, we won't even hear back from those people. So, that's awesome. Yeah, so that that eliminates a lot. That's a quick way to weed out the people who you know were may have been trying to get in there and do something like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, if you think about it, hey, we're gonna have a party. We're gonna dupe this yeah. guy. You know, we're gonna tell him that there's two people coming and we're in town for a funeral. Oh, by the way, there's gonna be 14 people that show up and have a party. As soon as they see surveillance device, they're like, oh, well, never mind. We're not gonna do that. Yeah. You know. We're going to get somebody else. Yeah, exactly. That's really we're what gonna happens. Sc- yeah, we're going to screw over a rookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Kyle, talk a little bit. So obviously we all know four or five months ago, you know, stuff the hit, stuff hit yeah. the fan yeah. and craziness ensued everywhere. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple uh, different places that Airbnb was laying off a crap ton of workers mm-hmm. and stuff popped up there. How have you dealt with everything since COVID has happened, especially in the Airbnb world. Yeah, it was a whirlwind. Um, I have a lot of great stories from, from all this too, but um, I, I'm always proactive. And so I have a couple friends slash mentors that are in Airbnb that are in like different countries. Like one of my friends, Alan, uh, lives in Europe and he posted in his Facebook group. And then I ended up taking it to like a private message with him and having a conversation. But he's like, if you're in America, do not rely on Airbnb right now. Like there's travel bans. There's things that are going to happen. We're 14 days ahead of you guys right now. We're seeing how bad it is over here. Turn everything you can to month to month rentals right now, just to like weather the storm. He's like, even if you're not making any money, that's better than losing money. And so that's what I did. I took that advice. Um, again, like I don't, I want to take advice from people that I know know more than me. And to me, that's a guy, he has 50 rentals on, on Airbnb and he's two weeks ahead of us. So to me, he's got more knowledge than I do. So I did it. Um, luckily we were able to fill every single one of our Airbnbs. Some of the bigger properties we had to do room by room, which was kind of awkward because, you know, you have people that don't know each other and we met them through Craigslist or Facebook marketplace. And you're like, uh, how, how stable are these people? Uh, we learned the hard way on a couple of those, a couple of domestic violence situations. Uh, it was, yeah, if you want more, <laughs> more story on that, I can get into that. But um, it was funny because Fresno, while every, you go into these Airbnb groups and everyone's like, Airbnb is dead. Airbnb isn't coming back from this. Guys, like this, this too shall pass. Like yeah. it, already, it already pretty much has. Like all the people who were complaining – back in April are now like, oh yeah, it's thriving again because the, I mean, even though there's still all these lockdowns and stuff like that, people are just like kind of over it and they're still going and traveling. Newport Beach shut down all their 30 day or less rentals, but that's back into effect. So like I had a friend who usually is grossing about $500,000 a month with Airbnb in Newport, went down to like literally 60,000 a month for that one month of April. And now he's back to normal. He's like, oh yeah, we've almost, we're like almost grossing a three quarters of a million dollars in July alone. And so, oh. so for the people that like got scared during that time, they were vocal. And so it scared a lot of people, right? Because the, the scary things are what screamed the loudest in the media. And so, but Fresno didn't get hit. It was crazy. Like I left 
for for research and development reasons, I left three properties on Airbnb, knowing that hey, if I lose money on this, I lose money on it. But they were a hundred percent booked during the two to three months that we had month to month renters, and I was like, this is this is stupid. Why am I doing month to month renters? So I started telling everyone, communicating. I'm I gave them all at least like a thirty to forty five day heads up. Some of them were already on their way out anyway, and I was just like, you know. Sorry, you know, as I told you in the beginning, this is a business that I'm doing for Airbnb. And so, like, I'm going to move it back to Airbnb now. They were all cool with it. And so, our last month to month renter is actually moving out tomorrow and we'll be fully back on Airbnb with everything. And um, still, at like last, this month of July, all of our Airbnb listings um, were still at 100%. It's wow. Crazy. There you yeah. go. Well, so when you had first talked about this, the first time I really heard a lot about Airbnb from you was at one of the meetups mm-hmm. and you had gone through because you said why Airbnb was to what the slide was called. And it was like mm-hmm. um, Fresno or why Airbnb and Fresno was what right. it was. And it was Fresno is, you know, not the nicest place on earth. It's not a beach. It's not, you know, New York. Yeah. Um, why are they coming here? Can you elaborate what you had talked about on that slide? Yeah. Well, and I think we really saw that theory come to fruition. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, during COVID yeah. because I, it's like I tell everyone, people come to Fresno because they have to, not because they want to. Um, like we have guys that are repeat customers of ours. I was just texting one earlier who's going to come back and he's an employee for a solar company. They're, they come three weeks at a time. They're here all the time. So, you know, solar is still an essential business. They're still having to install. Um, we get, I don't really attract a lot of the nurses, but I know a lot of Airbnbs that do attract a lot of nurses because of the area here. Um, families that just come into town to see their other family. You know, there's a lot of people that moved out of Fresno when they started a family and now they got to come back and see grandma and grandpa and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the occasional national park visitor. Um, but Fresno is this really cool place. It's like really cool in an Airbnb regards because it's like, I'm always going to have these people coming into town uh, because of necessities, not because of the vacation desire. And so um, even though like the, the risk is higher, quote unquote, with the vacation places and the reward is higher, um, I like stability. I like knowing what I'm going to make every month. And so mm-hmm. that's what Fresno is. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. So Kyle, for somebody who is interested in all this kind of mm-hmm. Airbnb stuff, and they have no idea where to start. I know you touched upon house hacking. That's how you got mm-hmm. started. Is that how? Is that the way you would recommend other people to get started? It, it depends on what their goal is. Um, I think getting into Airbnb, the easiest way is house hacking because you literally just set up a room in your house yeah. and you designate it for Airbnb. Uh, I think that's the best way to get started for a couple reasons. One, it'll show you if you like it or not. I had a, a client of mine who did that. I walked him through the whole thing. We set up the room, we set up the listing, and you know, after a few guests, they were like, "We just don't really like this. We don't like people being in our house. Uh, we don't like having to communicate on the app." Um, they were they were the type of people that were very like suspicious of every person. You know, like, "Why are you coming in here? Are you are you turning tricks? You know that kind of thing." <laughs> right. You know, right. and. And so I'm like, you, you might not be made out for this, you know, yeah. but what it also did do 
is let's say that did happen and they love it. And they're like, hey, we love meeting all these new people. This is really great. We can see ourselves scaling this. Well, now they have a reputation because they built up all these reviews on Airbnb where they could go to a landlord and say, hey, we want to rent out your place, but we want to sublease it on Airbnb. Here's all of our reviews. Here's the, the resume that we have in this short-term rentals business. This is why you can trust us. This is all the things that we have on our side that will make us a better renter than a long-term renter. Um, or they might even be able to say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Landlord, why don't we do this together? We'll manage it for you and we'll just split the profits or we'll take part of the profits or whatever have you. Um, and of course, if you have some extra money laying around, I mean, it's never a bad time to buy if you're going to cash flow. So um, looking for a, a specific type of house in Fresno that could cash flow, um, if you got the money laying around, I definitely think is a great way to go. So again, it just depends on the goal, depends on how much cash you have laying around. But Long story short, I think the easiest way to start is with house hacking because you'll find out if you really like it. And then from there, rental arbitrage. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, you have podcasts, you have a YouTube, you mm -hmm. are very active on social media, and you have a Facebook page. Um, sure can do. you walk us through kind of what you're doing on those different sites? Because I know people are going to be interested in reaching out. Yeah. But also, I'm interested to hear kind of what information you have out there so that maybe... Uh, if I have a question or somebody else has a question, we can look first to see if you've already answered it. Yeah, of course. So um, our best place for free information on Airbnb is our Facebook page. It's just Airbnb Masterminds. Um, super simple there. Uh, posting a couple times a week. We've got other people in the group that are experts that are posting their opinions on stuff, how to you know just start an Airbnb business. You can drop your questions in there. Um, my social media, like you said, I'm active on that with Instagram, at FearlessKyle. Um, that's, I mean, any and everything real estate and Airbnb related. Um, and then of course the YouTube channel and the podcast are both the fearless investor. So, um, always posting interviews from the podcast, always posting videos about Airbnb or about other things. Um, we just started getting into some creative financing deals. So nice. Stratton and I did a video on that talking about, you know, those deals. Um, I just want people to be able to follow along with the journey and have options because, you know, what, what's attractive to you, Scott, or what's attractive to you, Cade, um, might not be attractive to me. And so my channel is just all about like giving opportunities to learn about real estate without pigeonholing into just one thing. Mm -hmm. Although we do talk a lot about Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on and we appreciate it. And obviously if anybody has questions, we ask that they do reach out to you. You're uh, taking on new clients, taking on new clients. Yeah. Actually have a couple coming in this weekend to show them around Fresno, but nice. um, yeah, taking on new clients for either education or managing Airbnbs. You can easily find me just on Instagram at Phyllis Kyle and DM me. Perfect. Thanks awesome. for coming on, Kyle. Thanks, Thank man. you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Pursuit of Property podcast with Airbnb specialist Kyle Stanley. If you do have any questions regarding Airbnb, please feel free to reach out to Kyle. And as always, Scott and I are always open to feedback, comments, questions, and concerns. Please reach out to us at pursuitofproperty at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.